welcome everybody to our star piece wednesday talk i'm absolutely delighted beyond belief i've been excited all morning for this to host the wonderful chief instigator of the fabulosity movement yes yolanda that's how, me y- yolanda how do i say your last name drew well drew well yes. or you can say drew like the Spittle, but you know, Drew well sounds a bit more fabulous. <laughs> well, well, before I get you to introduce this whole concept and this movement to us, Yolanda and me are two peas in a pod. We've been around each other for a long while and journeying together on a magical adventure, creating our own magical worlds. And my magical world is Star Peace, obviously, and you are all a part of that. So thank you for being a part of it. And the relevance to this conversation today is really about us rewriting the narrative around what it means to feel fabulous, to be beautiful, to feel beautiful, what it means to style, like what style you have and and throwing all the style rules out. I mean, I'm not going to ruin it for you because the way you explain it, Yolanda, is just so beautiful. But what I'd love really for us to go into deep today is this awareness as women and as as men and however we identify gender wise, what it means to feel amazing from the inside out and to allow that to show through what we choose to adorn our skin suits with because we are energy beings and physical bodies. So I love that skin suits. I love that. Yeah. So do you want to start with saying a little bit about this fabulosity movement and uh, where you're at with it? Thank you so much, um, Rosie Glow. It's so fabulous to be here and to talk about this movement that I think is way, way, way overdue. You know, um, I went through a time in my life where um, I was feeling very low and very I was on the brink of depression. I won't say I was depressed, but I was feeling very, very low. And um, at that stage, I had four young children and I decided that I did not want them to grow up with a depressed mother. And so I decided that I needed to change my mind somehow and pull myself out of this low feeling and step back into being, you know, my highest potential sort of thing. And so I decided instead of feeling low every day, I wanted nothing less then looking fabulous, feeling fabulous, and doing fabulous things. And that was kind of what I aspired to on a daily basis. And as a result of that, I implemented what I call a series of fabifications, small little um, yeah, improvements, up-leveling, if you like, in everything in my life, um, from my breakfast to what I put on my clothes to doing a little bit of exercise rather than not doing anything at all, even if it was two minutes. But every day I just kind of did something a little bit better. And as a result of that, what I didn't realize at the time was it forced me to focus on the present. Um, And that is such a delight because you can't do anything about the past. The future hasn't arrived yet. The only thing you can worry about is the present. And just this focusing on fabifications forced me to stay in the present. And it really got me out of my mood. And I thought, wow, I'm I'm feeling so fabulous. I'm, I'm, I'm looking so fabulous because I'm wearing stuff that I love rather than wearing stuff that people tell me to wear because I'm a certain age or I'm a certain shape or I've got a certain skin color, whatever. I'm wearing what lights me up. I don't care two hoots about other people. Can I share this? Can I find other women who also want to look and feel and do fabulous? And that's kind of how the fabulosity movement was born. 
And the more I'm kind of leaning into it and the more I'm not available for feeling low and I'm not available for negativity and all that sort of thing, that's not to say it doesn't exist in my life. Of course it does. I'm, I'm a human being, but I'm just not focusing there. I'm just focusing on the positive and the fabulous. And since I've started doing that, it's just honestly changed my life. And so I'm now looking for others to join this movement and, and do the same thing. Because I think the high vibration of fabulosity is so required, it's so necessary, and everybody can access it. That's what I just love about it. Have I oh. gone on too far? No, not at all. I'm just like, yes, on every level. And firstly, I'm going to say, yes, you are a human, but you are also a starseed, and you probably don't know it yet. And I know we've had this conversation, but um, yeah. one thing I only discovered this weekend is just how few people who are spiritually open and awake actually identify as starseed. So I'm on a mission to help us to discover a little bit more about what that actually means from my point of view you've arrived from um, a high frequency planet that knows how important it is to actually be feeling amazing and you've already done this work here on this earth before but you're coming back to remember it and share it with the world and invite an upgrade in one how we perceive ourselves two how we perceive each other and the world and also how we can make those tiny little changes that make a big difference because as you said, there's no point in worrying, whether it's the present, the past or the future. No. It's the moment of power is now, right? That's the moment where you can make one little change. And yeah. I'm going to invite everybody to check out Yolanda's Facebook page, because if you haven't, Yolanda, we will obviously put your links, but Instagram and Facebook, like the yeah. pictures, the, the things you post are just so beautifully aligned with this idea of shifting our perception around beauty, around fabulosity. And you're inspiring me because my kind of anchor frequency is delight. I love feeling delighted and like that kind of sense of positive anticipation. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, anyone who's watching, listening, tell, tell us in the comments, what does fabulous mean to you? Like, if you actually just allow yourself to consider, I am fabulous, <laughs> what's the version of you that comes forward to meet that? Because I, I really want us to open and activate that today. That is such a great question, actually. What does fabulous mean to you? Because it means different things to different people. You know, one of the things that I worry about when I show up like this is that people might think that fabulous means you have to put on crazy red feathers and be flamboyant but you don't it's it's my message is what does fabulous mean to you for you it's something completely different to me and we want that diversity but what we want is everyone to really step into their own version of fab fabulosity shine their own brightest light and then we can have all these different ones like going off everywhere and and that's what we want we don't want sameness it's so boring we want the diversity of every human being starseed showing up and blooming Absolutely. So everybody remember that we are individual and we are collective, right? We get to be, as we come back into unity, it's not like we all become uniform. I think that's so important. Yes. Like, oh yes, please. No uniformity. No. That's what I hate about fashion. Why do we even have fashion? Please don't be fashionable, be stylish, create your own style. That's what we want. Fashion comes and goes. And you know, the weirdest thing that I find about fashion, and I'm really going off on a tangent, but you've given me the platform. So I'm going for it, Tracy. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Um, uh, now I've actually forgotten what I was going to say about fashion. Oh, can you believe it? That's so <laughs> what was I going to say about fashion and style? Oh, yes. The weirdest thing about fashion is that body types are can be in fashion. So 
you know, you might be thin with small breasts that might be in fashion. So what about all the women who are big boobed and big bum? So you, what should you do? Just keel over and die? Why, how can body types be in fashion? It, it just doesn't, please don't buy into it. This is my message. Don't buy into any of that. We really need to break the rules and create our own societies where we are individual and we are allowed to shine ourselves. Whether you're fat, whether you're thin, whether you're pink, orange, old, I don't know, young, it doesn't matter. We are all fabulous and we have to see that ourselves. Stop mm. listening to people, isn't it? And I have to, this is a message for myself as well, you know, because it is easy to listen to what people are saying and you can't do that. Don't shine too brightly. Don't wear that in public or, you know, Wear this because it makes you look thinner. Who the hell cares? I don't want to look thinner. I want to look fabulous. What has thin got to do with anything? It's like all these silly little things. You're actually talking to something that's, yeah, quite close to my heart because from very young in my life, I was told, hide your bum. This is flattering. This doesn't suit you. This makes you look short and dumpy. This makes you look slender. And it's like programmed to look a certain way. Now, we're living in a very interesting time, as you know, because we're kind of moving beyond gender identity as male and female. We're exploring, well, one sexual orientation and gender non-identity or identity. It's almost like there's having to be this separating out to mm. consider what is individually me before we can accept coming back into a wholeness where we all express individually. Virgin, I heard the other day, the first air company that is airline company, it's allowing those who are male by gender to wear skirts. And this is a big shift in, you know, what's kind of going on. And my, my husband's kind of like, oh my gosh, what's the world coming to? And I'm like, you know what? Isn't it really a point now in time when we should be able to say or can say, express, you know, where what you feel is right for you, what feels good. And I love the idea that we're not doing it because it's fashionable. We're doing it because we're exploring what actually feels good for me to put on, right? I love that so much. And it's so funny how we put on our own blinkers, because if you think of Scottish men wear kilts. So does Ian. <laughs> What's a kilt? A kilt is a skirt. So yeah. men have been wearing skirts since the dawn of time. I mean, how fantastic. Who says the skirt is a female thing it's so Maybe. sexy as well even if you're heterosexual it's like oh hello man oh my God. God. <laughs> Scotsmen are incredibly sexy I must say um yeah so I think that's fantastic good on you virgin I'm yeah. even wearing the virgin colors so that's fantastic yeah you could be you could actually end up somehow let's see what happens eh? that's another part of these talks actually and the reason I invite my guests on or one of the reasons is to hear obviously about what they're doing which is fabulous and also we're co-creating we are weaving reality by speaking words out so you get to co-create the reality you would like to by speaking with me today and having that witnessed by the beautiful star peace tribe and I do just want to go straight into this what does fabulous mean as a starting point and for me feeling like I'm wearing something or that I feel fabulous means I'm comfortable first and foremost mm -hmm. you know that I'm wearing this beautiful dress I wouldn't normally wear something like this but my best friend gave it to me and she's actually got the same one and it's a Camilla it's from Australia it's gorgeous I feel so like mm, when I'm wearing it right and you know am I going to swan around the house wearing this every day well, I wore it last night, right? And I, it felt really nice to go out to dinner and feel really spank, swanky, you know, as I did. But it's how I feel in it, right? That matters, not so much what it looks like, but it's how I feel in it. Please share a little bit more about that. 
Well, the thing about clothes for me is that they have energy. And I, I don't know if this is true because as you know, I'm not actually really connected to the spirit. Yes, you are. Thing. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're a star seed and you don't know. It. <laughs> but um, what I love about clothes, for me, they do have energy. And, you know, that's the only explanation I have for putting things on one day that feel amazing and for putting things on the next day that don't feel amazing. It's the same item of clothing, but you have different energies every day. That's the only way that I can explain when I put on a pair of jeans and they're long to the floor, they're, they're long jeans, and I feel like a frump. But when I just fold them up and I can show my ankles, I feel like I'm a rock chick. So what is that? It's the same pair of jeans. I'm not supposed to wear jeans rolled up, apparently, because my legs are shorter and my torso is longer. And, I, you know, it, I don't care. I feel like a rock chick when I roll my jeans up. And guess what? When I feel like that, I light up everybody else. It doesn't matter what the fashion police are saying. Um, so, yeah, it is all about that energy. And, you know, I would say to my clients that find out what your uniform is. Um, so mine, mine is pajamas, particularly in winter. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Any moment, I promise you, any opportunity to wear pajamas, I will wear pajamas. So what do I do? I make sure that I have the best, most fabulous pajamas that I can wear because then I feel amazing. You know, if you're a sports person and you're into yoga or whatever, and you're always in, in sporty gear, make sure it's fantastic, fabulous sporty gear and not your old tracksuit trousers and old t-shirt because that's not going to feel amazing you know you want to feel fabulous as much as you can in whatever scenario you're in so what is your uniform and just make sure it's the most fabulous uniform that you can find and we talked about uniform earlier but what I mean is a uniform is something that we kind of default to um, every day you know the things that you would grab without even thinking make sure that is absolutely fabulous Oh, you know what? I'm so glad you said that because actually I I confess <laughs> my day to day is, you know, it is either wearing yoga gear or it is, you know, some form of like, yeah, pajamas. I like hanging out in slouches, but I've been feeling for ages like, Rose, these things are so old. Every day you look in your pajama drawer and you're like, mm. no, and you don't want to feel like that, right? No. Also, if anyone's listening and going, yeah, that's fine if you can afford it. Let's just open our hearts to something here. There are so many charity shops, so many thrift shops, so many places that you can pick stuff up really, really cheap. And you can do clothes swaps as well. So many of my clothes have come from friends throwing out clothes or, you know, giving them away and saying, do you like them? And something that they don't want, I put on, I'm like, I love this. Like literally when they've got holes in them, I'm crying because I've loved this piece of clothing for so many years. So it's not even about changing. The, it's not about the frequency, right, of changing your clothing. It's discovering what you really love and then we're all a little different for me from the sort of star piece perspective and what inspires me is I want ethical fair trade clothing you know I usually buy my yoga gear from Asquith because that's their kind of policy and they work they last a long time yes they're expensive but they do amazing sales so again get on the like um, newsletter lists of companies that you would like to be able to purchase from and look out for their deals because I, I don't know how you work with this but for me like letting things go <laughs> especially things that are comfortable is really hard so you've got to replace it with something that's even more comfortable I mean go on tell us some of your top tips we'd love to hear well that. 
I agree with everything that you've said. I like to do the ethical thing as well. So, you know, I would suggest that if you are buying into this idea that you your, your uniform should be fabulous, then buy the most expensive that you can afford because that will last a long time. And every time that you wear it, you will feel amazing. And because it lasts a long time, the cost per wear is actually going to be, you know, very little. And um, I'll never forget um, my, my uh, grandmother was always... Um, not very well off financially. And she often used to say, I can't afford to buy cheap things. You know, I don't make enough money for me to buy cheap things because you want to buy the things that last. And that's much more sensible for the earth, isn't it? I mean, to rather buy one designer, you, you know, yoga outfit that's going to last for however long rather than buying cheap, nasty things that are going to last for one month. And yeah. the, other, the other thing I wanted to say about the clothes swaps and secondhand, I love secondhand clothing. And what I love about that is the idea that it's, um, it's, it's kind of for the earth, that you're giving it another chance. And everybody needs a second chance, right? Yeah. And I also think that secondhand clothing, have got, uh, they've got stories. And so I always feel like, what, what story does this thing have? Or what story does that thing have? I love, I love the stories around everything. And so, yeah, I, I absolutely love secondhand clothing. Good. Well, I was just, I was just getting up. I just wanted to see who's with us. We've just had Alistair join us. Hello, Anne and Gemma are here. Um, I can't see it on, on this screen, but I can on this screen. So if anyone has any questions or any insights or anything that you would like to actually ask about or comment on, please do so that we can direct the conversation there. But yeah, I think we can be so resourceful, like the world is currently the, the sort of, I'll say that the mainstream muggle world, which Mel Melanie talks about, Melanie Gillespie, <laughs> I call the 3D world, right, is all obsessed with the fact that there is a financial crisis, that we're in depression um, as a collective, right? Like, hello, shall we make a choice about that, actually? Who, who determines that? Oh, the, the figures that are just BS? excuse me no we are making a choice for ourselves just like we're choosing what we're wearing and you know everyone's obsessed with how much energy pricing is going up and I'm not saying it's not an issue of course it is but we have so much more power than we think we have to actually affect change whether that's refusing to pay direct debits and actually paying for things on a service basis on what we've actually used whether it's learning to be more economical with how we use our transport and considering more about working together and being in community that should be happening anyway it shouldn't just be and i'm using the word should so nah. the invitation <laughs> is that why do we have to wait until we're squeezed really tight before we make a beneficial change? This is a question. So we bring this back to fashion and we bring it back to fabulosity and our own, you know, way of showing up in the world, because this is how we reflect our energy. There are so many resourceful ways that you can ac access what you want that don't mean you have to pay full price for high quality clothing. And I want everybody who watches this, please, to open up to instead of going, well, I can't to how can I? Because yes. when you open to that, all sorts of possibilities happen. And you get to spend more time with those you love, because you get creative about how to make more of what you've got. And that's all about reusing, reducing, recycling, right? We, we, we sh this is a, hello, this is how we stop draining the resources of the planet. And I don't know what you know about sort of luxury luxury branding. And I wanted to ask you about this. I, I don't ring Gucci or Prada and say, hey, what's your ethics policy? I have tried to research it a little bit. But do you know anything about that side of things in terms of, 
you know, whether the, the super high end brands are really scrimping, for example, on, you know, labor costs, re, uh, you know, the cost of the materials, etc. I mean, the materials will be high quality, but what do you know about that side of things? That is such a good question. I actually don't know much about that at all. I know that there is a lot of greenwashing that goes on. So research is really important. But I think the secondhand route is definitely the best starting point for, for designer brands. Um, and also, again, to worry more about what you love rather than if it's a designer brand. Um, because that's, you know, there, I, I know that there are slaves to designer brands. And, and you can see these people a mile off. And, they, you know, I, I don't think that's, the best way to go. I mean, wear what you love, um, find find designers. I know that Vin and Omi, for instance, um, are, are quite an ethical brand. I'm not sure if they've got high street, whatever, because I know that they're on the catwalk. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I th yeah, I'm not really a big designer brand person unless I find it in a secondhand shop and I just love the item. And there's actually online, but there's, there's, there's a couple of online spaces now where you can get vintage stuff and you can also get um yeah branded stuff if that's what you're interested in but don't you look forward to a day Yolanda when the shops can only be full of like someone said that the future earth is actually going to be based on reputation so just imagine high street shops where everything's fair trade everything is ethical everything is organic there's not so much we don't need so many different styles you know like there's there's new stuff there's old stuff um, repurpose stuff um, lots of interesting new ways that products are being well um, materials are being created from from materials that were used previously in other ways yeah but I just want to see more and I'm definitely seeing it in the world but I am fabulous star peace um, love everybody you know slogans that just mean something and brighten you up rather than adidas stussy Woo, I'm wearing a brand. I'm so cool. <laughs> Sorry, it really doesn't mean. <laughs> yeah. The branding is another whole thing that's just a, just created out of, well, what does it mean, actually, that I, I'm so fantastic because I wear Adidas? Why? You know. Well, hopefully, I mean, what we want to <laughs> attach it to is that these brands mean quality. But wouldn't it be amazing if instead of the name of the brand being the important thing, it's the statements that they represent and as a result of that, you know, you've got a, an Adidas logo or whatever. You know, I don't want to be pulling specific out, no. but any, any any brand that is is mm. common known, and it's less about that and more about what they stand for. I'm just really okay. looking for that. But let's come back to being fabulous and fabulosity and what that actually means in relation to women. So I've been posting a few posts recently, very interesting responses <laughs> in terms of what people read about how we show up online particularly if we're selling something now it's not just online it's actually in advertising as well because obviously we know sex sells right mm -hmm. sex sells more in terms of advertising etc fear seems to sell most in terms of movies and you know tv shows etc but so does sex the porn industry is huge oh, like yeah. huge compared to hollywood right um and yet we've got these real distortions of what all of that means so at this stage of where we are in our humanities of evolution and ascension we're getting to see the ways we're representing ourselves and saying okay so does that feel authentic does that feel like it's a genuine outpouring of my energy in how do I put it in my essence or am I showing up and how would I put this 
overemphasizing a part of what I think people need to see in order to want me. That's kind of one of the things I've been noticing. And, you know, we've all done it. I've done videos literally where I did a, a handstand against the wall, my bum facing the camera, you know, literally going, does my bum look big in this? Like, yeah, you get a thousand views. Woo. What does that mean? Right. Yeah. So we're all at different stages of growing into our I don't know if I want to say femininity. I'm going to say our fabulosity, because I think that is the point, because it's not about whether you're a woman or a man. It's about how you're expressing your energy and whether it's unified or whether there's a particular area that's emphasized. In your perception, with your fabulosity instigation, (laughs) um, (laughs) how do you what do you want to say about that? I mean, what do you see how it's all well and good to say wear what you love? Right. But I know I could put a really brightly colored dress on that looks fabulous on the peg and I put it on and I'm just like, oh, it doesn't feel good. I want it to feel good. Take take me somewhere with this. Well, that item is obviously not meant for you if you know, because there's nothing wrong with your body. And a lot of women say, oh, look at my body. It doesn't look good in the stress. But actually, it's the dress that doesn't look good on your body. Um and that's that's the that's the thing that we need to understand is that our bodies are perfect. Our body is the perfect body because it's our body. And um, so find the clothes that match the energy of you and your body and that suit your body. There will be clothes out there that will make you look fabulous. And there will be clothes out there that don't make you look fabulous. It's the clothes, not the body. Mm. And, um, you know, I also see these these posts of of women kind of all over social media and that particularly midlife women, because that's where I am. And, um, you know, I, I notice and I, I feel sorry for women who feel that they need they need to show how good they still look. So I don't I don't have a problem with women showing how fabulous they are, whatever that means. And some will show more skin, other people won't, whatever, we're all completely different. But if the intention is to show how young or how good you still look, I think that's not the best, you know, that's not supportive of of who you are as a happy human being or a fabulous human being. Mm -hmm. So I always say that um, don't worry about looking young, thin and beautiful which is what a lot of women are trying to achieve, particularly when they get a bit older. They, 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 why is the, the, the sort of the young, uh, what do you call it, the cosmetic industry, why is it a multi-billion dollar industry? Why? Because we are, we are trying to maintain our youth. Why? It, it's, it's a completely pointless exercise and it's also completely um, irrelevant because you can be fabulous. You, I, can, I can promise you that anybody at any age can walk into a room and own the room and turn all the heads doesn't matter how old they are or how fat they are or whatever because it's got nothing to do with young thin or beautiful it's got to do with your fabulosity inside of you and your confidence and what you are doing in the world how you shape the world you know your point of view and I think so few women are so besotted and, and intent on looking young thin and beautiful that they, they forget to develop their point of view which is far more interesting and far more necessary in the world. And that's what older women, midlife women, mature women, I think should be focusing on because that is their role. You, you know, you step into your power. Once you get to your, through your midlife portal, you, you, you have a different power. You have the power of the queen. 
uh, you know, when you are uh, before your midlife portal, you're a princess. And so it's appropriate that you're yearning for wolf whistles in the street and that you're wearing, I guess, sort of sexier clothing, if that's your bag and that sort of thing. Because your job then is to reproduce and find a partner and, and have children and, and that sort of thing. But when you step through your midlife portal, you've got a different purpose and you have to reside as the queen. That's when you need to be you know, creating community and, 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 and sharing your wisdom and changing the world, making an impact with your unique point of view. And I think that's what's missing. So throw out young, thin and beautiful and, and create instead fresh, fabulous. And I can't remember my other one. I've got three of them. Um, instead of looking young, you want to look fresh. Um, instead of looking, uh, I've forgotten all my stuff that I teach. But anyway, so the, the point is that you're a different person. And, and, you know, who wants to be beautiful when you're not beautiful? That came out wrong. What I'm saying is, if, you, if you're beautiful as a young person and you're not beautiful as an older person, it doesn't matter. You've got other things. You're fabulous. And fabulous is much more interesting than beautiful if you're not beautiful. If you still have beauty and, and you were blessed with that gene to be beautiful, whatever beautiful means to that society at the time, enjoy it. Uh, for as long as it lasts, enjoy it. But if you don't have that, don't hanker after those days. Step mm -hmm. into the new you, which is... A, you know, a completely different person. And I think that's where the power actually lies. Mm. I, I love that. And I think, I think this is the thing is we, we're all at a juncture where we're getting to re-examine what things mean. What does beauty mm. mean? You know, why are we hankering after youth? Like if we, if we kind of step away, step back, step up, this is one of the rainbow gems. And we actually look at it and say, well, I know how I feel inside. And when I feel like what's outside doesn't reflect how I feel inside, that is just feels like a mismatch. Now, <laughs> let's look at our lifestyle choices, right? And, you know, I've had a serious party background in my experience. And it's just like, all right, is it about needing to look young at all costs? In which case, whatever I do on the outside, who cares what's looking on the inside, what's happening on the inside? Or is it about actually our external reflecting our internal general beingness and you know we know that we degenerate over time unless we really put the energy into living a happy life because that's the first thing that's what boosts your immune system and we discover along the way what suits us you know because we're all individual I can't say everyone should be vegan everyone shouldn't drink everyone there's all these general terms and yet some people can handle things better than others. Um, you know, we're all we're all different in terms of what our fuel is, except that we all want to run from oxytocin rather than adrenaline, because that's toxic for everyone in the long term. And I think I, I wanted to actually bring in Maya Angelou's um, poem now. I think it's a really apt time to come to it because you've spoken to it in so many ways. And the vulnerability for us as women, because I can't speak from, uh, from another gender perspective because this is how I resonate, is this idea of wanting to be hmm, pleasing on the eye, wanting to be met in such a way that we're noticed, we're witnessed, that we're not just ignored. And this idea of beauty, as you said, is very much down. It's a cultural thing, right? It's partly a cultural thing. It's partly a sign of the time. I mean, again, there's these paradoxes we're living in because today, you know, you will see in a magazine women of all sizes modeling clothes, which, but when I was a child, I was like, when is that going to happen? Why do I have to be thin and six foot to actually be in a magazine? flip side of this is okay it's great to celebrate all shapes and sizes but do we not want to promote 
health, vitality, well-being over all else and say, you know, what does your body need to be healthy, regardless of your frame? You know, what what is it that optimizes you, as you said at the start of this conversation? And I think that's the this is where we can really move beyond judgment into wonder and curiosity and actually say, well, you know, I, I love coffee, for example, like I really do. But I've had to go down, you know, it's organic. It's half decaf. I've now started putting medicinal mushrooms in it. Um, mushroom powder. Love it, by the way, like totally supporting my energy. Like that feels good, much better than the um how would you call it caffeine buzz that comes from too much coffee that makes me snappy and weird and blah, blah, blah. that's not what I want I love the taste of coffee that's why I like to drink it right and our tastes change over time a bit like our looks change over time and if we've had children and maybe our stomach muscles haven't gone back to where we want them to or we haven't lost the weight that we had um put on you know afterwards all of this it shapes so much of how we feel about ourselves and it, it is so important and for me, having journeyed through bulimia, being quite heavily overweight for my frame when I was a teenager, re-experiencing that weight gain after I had my daughter, and then being the skinniest I've ever been through breastfeeding and just generally being a single mum after she was about 18 months old, it was like, you know, really, really so much smaller than I've ever been. But I didn't look good, right? In the sense that I didn't feel good. There was this, you know, gauntness about me. And I, I wanted like one thing I always notice, and I just want to say this to those who feel it is whenever I was at my thinnest, it seemed like, you know, there was no one around to enjoy it. And I was like really annoyed until I realized I needed to enjoy it. Right. So one of the things I promised myself, because my my weight will oscillate, as most of us does, you know, over the year, usually by at least half a stone, you know, for a couple of kilos of people through the winter and the summer is to celebrate every stage of my body so you know if I'm feeling a little bigger my boobs are more voluptuous then I've got clothes that really show that off when I'm feeling like oh I'm all really toned and tight and you know those clothes look too big on me it's like oh I've got these to show this off so it's all there for me and I don't need to think I'm only worth something or good especially as we get in front of the camera you know we're doing a lot of camera work as well and a lot of people are doing it this day these days every time you get up and you um, do a presentation or you are hosting a meeting anything whether it's on zoom or in an office or whatever school this is all showing up right so we all I feel are worthy of whatever we look like at any point in time putting something on our bodies that actually we feel honors this beautiful body where it's at over to you I love everything you've said and one of my favorite um ways of thinking about ourselves is about your body actually is that you know my body is the least interesting thing about me my body is the least interesting thing about me I've got so much else to offer and I think if everybody can just understand that and just sort of um, you know internalize that then it actually doesn't matter what your body looks like um, and I love your attitude that you know and we are, we are, again, human beings. So our bodies will, you know, fluctuate. So when you're a bit bigger, okay, my body's a bit bigger. I can now wear this. You know, I've got more boobs. Now I can wear a lovely top that makes me feel fabulous. When you're a bit thinner, oh, okay, now I need to wear higher tops or whatever else that suits this particular version of me. But to, to not judge it as anything, it's not good and it's not bad. It, it, it just is. So um, one of my favorite analogies as well is this, this idea of the three-legged dog. 
And the thing about a three-legged dog is that he doesn't know that he's only got three legs. And he doesn't know that people feel sorry for him and that he shouldn't be able to do what four-legged dogs can do and that sort of thing. He just lives his life as a three-legged dog. He doesn't even notice that he's got one less leg than everybody else. And I think we all just need to do that. You know, whatever we are, we are. And mm. so you just dress it. If you're mm. feeling, if you're a little bit bigger or, you know, dress it. It's fantastic. It's fabulous. It's not good and it's not bad. It's the same thing with success and failure in my world. There's no such thing really as success or failure. It's all just fabulous. So mm. just embrace, love and trust it because it just is. So live with it. Embrace, love and trust it. Can we all just take a deep breath? <laughs> just, that's fabulous. Embrace, love and trust it. That is literally the opposite of resist, reject, you know, mm. hate and judge and and basically be in doubt and be in fear, right? Like fear and trust. We had lovely Wendy clarify that connection for us when she was here. And I just feel, you know, we we are so capable of, as you said, just accepting our whole package. And when we do, mm. others do too. But when we're so busy, like highlighting things about us that we don't feel are right, potentially others can't see it at all unless they're very sensitive to us. But, you know, what we put under the microscope, we're kind of inviting others to do too. So again, this sense of like opening up and looking for the good, looking for the things like, when do you look in the mirror and go, you look fabulous, darling. I love you. You're so gorgeous. You're shining today. Like, why don't we say this to ourselves? All we do is, oh, my boobs are a bit too big or they're a bit flat or, oh, the cellulite. Oh, it's like, forget it. Forget it. Tell your body you love it. And then notice how your health improves. Right. Because it is the least interesting thing on many levels. And it also it is what houses us and our spirit whilst we're here. So, you know, having a loving relationship with our bodies is very, very important. And something I've been thinking as you've been talking is. There's there's a relationship between how we see ourselves and then what clothes we put on to reflect that. And if we don't really see ourselves in a fabulous way, then we tend to hide ourselves. Right. But then there's the other element, which is. Again, for me, if I take away that my happiness means I look this way or I weigh this much or I can fit in this dress, it's actually how does my body feel best? How does it feel most fabulous? And my body feels more fabulous when I feel a tone in my muscles, right? When I feel like my core is engaged, when I can feel my pelvic floor is flexible, it's not flat. When I can hold myself up tall, when I feel like I've got energy, that is fabulous for me. Now, if today that means I jump around a little bit and do a few jumping jacks and maybe go for a walk, that's that. If tomorrow it's doing a bit of yoga, and when I say doing, I mean engaging with my body in an activity that reconnects me consciously with my body. So yeah. then that energy that I am can be amplified through the clothes that I wear. That feels like a piece to me of fabulosity. What do you think? That's definitely a piece of the fabulosity and it's deciding who do you want to be. And I always say, who do you want to be next? So if you're not feeling fabulous in your body and you think the person I want to be next is well-toned, dropped two dress sizes and eats healthily, great. So then what does that person, what, what would, how would that person behave today to be get, so then you, then you actually embody that person already today. But you, so you, you know where you're going and you, you behave in, in the way that that person behaves. So I think that's, that's, that's so important to actually understand who am I aspiring towards and become that person today. 
because mm-hmm. that immediately will make you feel, you know, more fabulous. And and even if you, you know, you act it out, even if you fake it till you make it, I think that's so incredibly powerful because if you just, it's like an actor, an actor playing a role, they actually get into that role. And I've heard of actors who, you know, who play roles that are very sort of dark characters. They they struggle to come back to normal because they they so embodied that that sort of character that it's actually affected their mental health and that sort of thing. So it is so important um, to understand that who you think you are, uh, you know, that that is everything. And, and you can create your reality by just thinking like that. It's, it's incredibly powerful. You are spot on. And this was actually something Bruce Lipton said when I was at his event uh, in September was there is you know actors who've played roles like either really dark roles or depressed roles anxious roles have roles where they're sick have then developed that sickness I don't want to freak people out because I think we need to remember that our cells are listening in on everything that we're saying to ourselves every conversation we're having so you know one of the tools I use in my coaching programs is to daily program your cells to vibrate to a certain frequency and you get to decide what that is but you literally I am commanding all my cells all my molecules all my atoms all my subatomic particles and so on and so on to vibrate to the frequency of and you choose right and you bring it in and I know the difference in my life when I'm using my tools and when I'm not right and actually how much my outer world reflects what I am choosing to tune into and if you actually leave it to chance if you leave it to just what is the the radio station that's currently playing, you are going to be getting so much shittiness coming into your consciousness because there's nothing really in that mainstream muggle world presently, not enough, certainly, that the main messaging we're getting is positive. We create it, right? You create it, you fake it till you make it. That's in our course, Sue. And you actually really start to embody it. Now, we both went through a phase, didn't we? We started to do this and embody, you know, our who we were growing into. And I, again, know the difference between when I've dressed myself up, I've made myself, well, I've made my outer reflect my inner and what I really want to show up as and how differently I show up, how I walk, what's the string in my step versus hair scraped up, not looking in the mirror, not brushed your teeth, not had a shower, not done your thing, right? And it's like, it's a, it's a, only we can do that. That's in our conscious control. That's the power of now, again. Absolutely. And it's also a habit. You know, um, it, it's, it, it is just a habit of, of, of firstly not being available for what you don't want. And when it sort of comes into your, your consciousness to say, I'm not available for that negativity. I'm not available for that story. I'm not available for those limiting self. I'm just not available for it because it doesn't make me feel good. Um, and then I've forgotten the second part, but um, oh, the habit. So it, it is a habit. So fabulosity, for instance, as well, it's a habit. It's a habit to put good clothes on your body. Because you'll you'll do it for a couple of times and then you'll you'll sort of, you know, you won't be in the habit yet, so you won't do it. But if you just consistently do it and it becomes a habit, you know, positivity is a habit. Um, eating well is a habit. All these things are habits and they become so ingrained if you just give yourself a chance for it to become a habit that soon you you, you won't re- even recognize yourself. You know, and that happened with me with fabulosity. I'm, I'm just not available for anything else. I will only focus on what I can do to make me feel fabulous. And, and that's it. And it's so much easier now. And I can turn it on like this. Yeah. You know, this is fabulous. That's not fabulous. I'm going there. 
Uh, can you feel that you know i hope everyone can feel that because it is the choice in the moment what's the most fabulous choice i can make right that cuts so much shite out right oh it does and you know what we did say earlier is this doesn't mean you have to show up like with your hair straightened you know like red you listen to your energy of the day if your day is a pajama day then feel gorgeous in your gorgeous pajamas. Choose some pajamas that feel lovely for you to dwell in, right? If you're having a day of going into town and you want to dress for the max, you do it. And, you know, if you love those fabulous shoes that you'd love to put on, but you can't really stand in them for very long, then why not get yourself a nice pair of fabulous flaps that you can walk in and take your other shoes with you in your fabulous bag so you can switch when you're ready? Like, I do want to keep going back to comfort because I think so many of us are squeezing and forcing ourselves into shoes, clothing, looks that actually are not comfortable. Oh, yeah. No, to hell with that. Life's too short, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Where things that you feel fabulous in. If it's comfortable, that's fantastic. And that that kind of takes me to spandex, which I've never worn myself. But, oh, um, you know, the. Well, this is it. Is we we can kind of go, oh God, right? But for so, for one woman or one person, putting that you know tight hold on yeah. might be what they need and what they want to actually feel held from from themselves, right? So again, okay. it's like the I just I, what I what I'm encouraging and what I'm really hearing through our conversation and taking as a personal message is like, do I feel good in this? It's one thing to look good, but do I feel good in this? If I close my eyes, does does the the outside and the inside match? And I feel that's a refinement of fabulosity, if you like, because things can look great on the outside and you can pose for a photo, but you can't wear it all day. It's uncomfortable. Like, you know, I really don't like having to. There's there's things like really tight shoulders, for example, or feeling like you constantly got to put your boobs back in somewhere. That all that kind of thing, you know. And it's just like, give yourself the chance. Go on. You also have to be um, honest with yourself about what is fabulous for you. So if you look fabulous but it doesn't feel fabulous, is that fabulous enough for you, or do you want to feel and look fabulous? That's what I want. So you you decide. You know. Like you said, with spandex, if that floats your boat and you feel fabulous in spandex, wear it. For me, I couldn't think of anything worse. So I won't because it makes me feel fabulous when I don't wear it because I've decided that. I've decided that I don't need spandex or Botox or anything like that to make me feel fabulous. I've, I've made that decision. Um, so it just depends on you and, and to really lean into it. And, um, you know, no makeup for you might make you feel fabulous. That's great because what will happen is if you feel fabulous with no makeup, you will exude fabulosity from the inside because you'll have that 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 energy, which means you will look fabulous. And then people will say, wow, why, why, why do I feel so great around her? She doesn't wear any makeup and whatever. But it's because you've got that energy of fabulosity that comes comes from inside. And sometimes you, you have to put something on your body to make you feel fabulous. So if you put something on the outs, maybe you're not feeling great. You put something on your body that is fabulous, suddenly you start feeling fabulous. Mm. Or you might be feeling fabulous, you put something on your body and, uh, you know, and then you look fabulous. So, so they, they kind of work both ways. But mm. you have to be honest, what actually makes me feel fabulous and what is the story I'm telling myself from other people? Mm. That's a re- actually, it's another really nice place to go to because this was something I shared in the post yesterday. 
you know, I'm I'm with you. Like I personally don't one, I don't like needles. Two, I just don't want to be putting stuff in my face that to me over time doesn't look so good. It might look okay when we're we're in our mid, but later I don't think it looks so good. And I'm that's my personal preference. Others feel very differently. But the question then is where has that feeling come from? Is it a social pressure? Is it actually that we ourselves feel that? And there is a place for everything. And I really want to say that and move beyond the judgment because, you know, I know I've had friends who've had boob jobs, friends who've had nose jobs, friends who've had, you know, their eyes done underneath because they were really saggy. Whatever the reasoning is behind something, it's a very individual choice. There is there's all this whole spectrum, isn't there, of doing something that, you know, is going to help you to marry, if you like, the inside and the outside in a way that's that's great for you. But then I've seen programs on TV where people are literally addicted to chopping and changing bits of their body. And, you know, we need to look at that across the board, not just for um, cosmetic, but also in gender switching. And, you know, what's really behind all of this, because we can keep trying to change the outside. But if we if we just deal with the symptom and not the cause, we keep creating the same issue. Right. Mm -hmm. And. You can change the outside, but it isn't necessarily going to change anything inside. Other times it does. Right. So it's it's very selective rather than same thing for everyone. But the, the main thing is when you are, I just need to change this about me and then I'll feel better about myself. Oh, and now I need to change this bit about me and I'll feel better about myself. There's something going on there. And, you know, the procedures we currently you know, have that are commonplace do carry a risk. They are dangerous. They can go wrong. And. I just feel, wouldn't it be amazing if from the start of our lives, we were told not, oh, you're so beautiful because you've got, you know, lovely long nails or, oh, you're so beautiful because your eyes are almond shaped or, you know, but you're gorgeous. You're amazing. You're wonderful. It's not, you can call anyone beautiful. You can call anyone a gorgeous, anyone amazing, anyone fabulous. And if we had that kind of messaging early in life, how would we see ourselves? Would we still even look the way we do because actually our looks are responding to our thoughts and our feelings and our projections and what others say about us as well and for anyone who has been bullied as a child or as a teenager for the way they look again you know I, I just want to say it I was the fat girl that the guys would shag at the end of the night when they were really pissed but you know because I looked a little different then and it was always like oh you're so you're really beautiful. You're really pretty. If only you lost weight. And I heard that so much. Now, I was I was overweight. I was about 15 kgs overweight. But in the, this day and age, that's nothing, right? It was uncomfortable for me, which is why I didn't want to be that way. It was uncomfortable in my legs. It was uncomfortable in my body. It didn't feel like it was me. So, you know, again, in this conversation, we really are in a space where we're saying everything goes. It's just what is your reasoning behind it? And is the action you're taking giving you the result that you desire, right? That is, that is the question. Is it, So what are you available for? You know, so when I, coming back to the start of this conversation, I was feeling very low and I decided for myself, I don't want to feel like this. So I'm going to change it. So I think that's a question that everyone else must ask. I mean, if you put Botox in your, in your, in your skin, you know, does it work for me? Is this how I want to feel? Or do I want to feel something else? And then just completely change the story. Mm -hmm. And I would just like to, so, so my basic, my, basically my message about fabulosity is that we don't need to do any of that stuff because it doesn't matter how young, thin or beautiful you are or you are not. 
That has got nothing to do with fabulosity. And if you just take yourself away from that and focus on the important things, creating community, being happy, being healthy, experiencing things. I think that's why we're on this planet is to experience you know, and and to and to love, to love and experience. I think those are the two main things. And so, you know, is is all of that um, intensity around how I look? Is that furthering our goals of of experiencing and loving? Mm. You know, if not, move your focus away. Change the focus. It's the wrong focus. We're buying into it, and other people are telling us that's how it should be. But it, we're buying into it. We also need to take some of the responsibility ourselves. It's all very well to blame society and it's the, it's the patriarchy and it's la, 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 la. But what are we doing about it? We're buying into it. Stop buying into it. It's, it's, it's nothing to do with you. Create a different story. This, Look that way, not that way. This is called conscious mind alignment. Okay, so it's step three in my process. And it is very much about what is in your conscious control. And it's the lens that you're seeing through and the way that you're interpreting what you see. And that is in our control. Now, we may have heard, because I've banged on about it, that, you know, our conscious mind is only five to 10% as powerful as our subconscious mind. But when you are actually choosing consciously to align with what you want, what is subconsciously in resistance to it will show up. That's then your work to deal with. Okay, yes. that's then your beliefs about yourself, the limiting stuff that's coming up. You need a process. You need someone to support you through it. Hello, that would be me. Absolutely. Because Yolanda does the fabulosity stuff. I'm talking specifically about alignment. And it's like you're, when you choose to put your higher self, your fabulous self, let's use as an example here, in the driving seat of your car, the choice is your conscious mind. Your fabulous self is your higher self, right? It's the you that is already the you you want to be. And that part is now informing your consciousness of which bits of your subconscious programming don't line up. Yeah. So everything needs to line up for you to feel that resonance. And Yolanda, I want you please to tell everybody how they can access you, how they can work with you, what it is you actually do with them, because We've talked a little abstractly, but you are really, you know, you're a Capricorn from my memory. And you've got yeah. this groundedness of like, let's look at what's in your wardrobe. Let's pull everything out. Let's see, you know, let's actually deal with this specific thing. That's what you help people with. I do the back end subconscious stuff and aligning stuff. That's what I do. Right. But you actually take people in the moment and make a shift in their life in the moment. It's like an instant shift that allows them to see the potential of what else is possible so that they have the courage and the determination and the patience to then choose a journey to line the other bits up with that, which are likely to resist, right? So yeah. you you have, tell us about some of the ways that you work with people. Well, I think one of my gifts is that, well, I've got three gifts the way I'm going to explain it to you now. What I like to do is I like to inspire, I like to challenge, and I like to cheerlead women to look, feel, and do fabulous. So I like to inspire them by basically expanding their minds into what, what can be. And often that means calling out their BS, because a lot of people, including myself, I've had to work this through, and I need other people to show me my, my stuff. But a lot of us have these stories, and we create these self-limiting beliefs, um, a lot of it around young, thin, and beautiful, or I must be rich, or I must be successful to be fabulous, or, you know, when you get to your midlife, you start being invisible and you know you're irrelevant and all that sort of thing which is absolute nonsense so you know I call out all that that sort of stuff um I challenge women that comes back to that as well I challenge you to to be bigger to be bolder um to leave behind stuff that's in the past to embrace what is now and to look forward so that's 
challenging. And, you know, I'm very straight talking, as you might have noticed um, in this interview, but I'm very straight talking. And I think that is so lacking because there's so many people out there um, that are, are there to support you. They think they're supporting your limiting beliefs, but actually you do need people to say, no, stop. Look at what you're saying. Is that really, really true? Um, and then the other thing is to cheerlead, because I think as women, it's so important that we all work together to cheerlead each other and to, to see ourselves as a sisterhood, not a competition. We're, we're all here together and we've got work to do in this world. Um, so we really do need women to feel fabulous and to look fabulous so that they can do fabulous things, stepping into their power and basically changing the world, which is what we so desperately need, as you know, with the, with the work that you're doing. So I love to work with women one-on-one. -on -one. Um, it's very intuitive. Um, and I look at the style. I look at everything that's kind of going on in their life, who they think they are. And often they don't really know who they are, but the clothes will tell me. Um, and then we look at who do they want to be next? What's working in their life? Um, yeah. And looking at their stories. So it's intuitive it's done through exercises it's done through play sometimes it's long boozy lunches other times it's walking in nature um it might be taking them out of their comfort zone it might be doing a video interview so it's all sorts of ways that you know that i have and modalities that gets people out of them gets women out of themselves and kind of stepping forward out of their comfort zone into who they can be which is very exciting so they, it is very exciting. And I know we've talked quite a lot about this and I've just been like, oh, for anyone who is like ready to reinvent themselves and they're like, whatever's gone on, often things happen, like we get divorced or someone dies or something that, you know, you could really look at as being difficult and challenging and not pleasant, kind of opens a doorway to then actually step into yourself in a whole different way and say, okay, who do I want to be now, right? So, you know, very often I think this is, that is the point is when you kind of you get a lump sum of some money and it's like, all right, am I going to make a decision to spend this on myself, to put a large chunk of me in me and go, I deserve this. This is so valuable. And I remember only a few months ago thinking, oh, I'd just love to blow a grand on a you know credit card and actually buy myself a whole load of stuff I really want now you know depending on where you shop that might not put, go very far it could go really far and then I had to get over my but there are people starving on the streets you can't spend a grand on your clothing and it's just like you know that's the subconscious stuff right now the the whole thing is to own what you want for yourself we we then cancel it out with our thinking I've just given you an example and then we work through that resistance and realize when we're feeling at our best whatever actually supports us to get there we are so much more beneficial to everyone you know in terms of oh, yeah. what is possible mm -hmm. so people I'm gonna we're gonna make sure we direct people to your website um also to your socials if anyone does want to get in touch with Yolanda and discover what she's doing you'll be able to do that through these different mediums do let them know, do let her know that you came through Star Peace because that would be really great for us to see who's actually been lit up by this as well. And can I just read out the poem and then we'll just have a few thoughts to finish because I feel this is the dawning, this is the era. And when you were talking just now about not com competing with each other, I had this vision of women all standing in a circle, all different ages, races, shapes and sizes. But the one thing they hold in common is they've integrated their beingness. They're like, in their own opinion, the best version of themselves in this now moment. And then I'm seeing this sort of 
feminine coming into the middle, whether that's me, whether that's someone new coming into this space and being wanting that integration of standing in the middle, kind of expecting to be judged and told what to do and how to be. And all, and all this person gets is love beamed at them. And the wisdom of all these women saying "Look, you are, we see all these gifts in you. We see all these elements of your being. You know, some of the ways we've learned to express this is this way. So there's no don't, don't, don'ts. It's all just like, take from our wisdom, try different outfits on, different hats on. It's like careers, you know, like boyfriends, like everything. It's like, see what really suits you. And I feel like that's what you're inviting people into. That Does that resonate? It absolutely is. And, you know, confidence and fabulosity is very, very attractive. It's very, very attractive. You ask any man what is their favorite part of a woman or what, what you know, attracts them to women, they'll say confidence. Yeah. And so it is really working on ourselves to be our most fabulous selves for ourselves doesn't matter what anyone else thinks that's completely irrelevant it's what you think and then as soon as you do that for yourself you give everybody else the permission to be themselves and it's but just you're getting wonderful. hearts for this there's people giving you hearts because oh. it's, it's really true it is and i when ian and i were talking about this last night helen mirren came to mind because helen oh. mirren is sexy mm. but it's her confidence it's her confidence absolutely and not not everyone you know if you I know you posted about Judy Dench on your page recently and I'm like she's another woman I really hold in deep regard and respect but we want to be careful of the judgment again that comes from women who choose to on whatever reason work with their their what they look like whatever they do right you know I've had Casey over the years I don't really do that anymore but some people use the um uh, what's it called there's a crystal that you can use I, I love doing that actually it just kind of helps the lymph drainage I mean this is about self-care and loving you whatever level this is for you right um that we want to be really careful about judging those who do and judging those who don't we don't need to judge anyone it's like are I'm you not judging anyone no yeah, I'm not judging no. anyone I'm just inviting people to ask themselves is this making me feel fabulous exactly and if it's if doing that to your skin makes you feel fabulous, rock on with your bad self, but make sure it's for the right reason. Otherwise, you will still be miserable. Absolutely. Still be miserable. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the whole point. There is this is not a judgment call. We're no. talking about you owning you and whatever has got you there. It's like, okay, what really makes me feel plugged in and amazing, right? Yeah. I need a haircut because my hair feels fr like it's I'm like looking at go, oh, that doesn't make me feel amazing. I'm going to be visiting my hairdresser soon. So that's going to happen. Um, let's come to the poem. And there was something else that you were just saying that I thought, well, with Helen Mirren, as an example, her sexiness isn't something that I feel she puts on. It is that confidence in her that is just like, hey, Corinne, nice to see you. You're going to be on here very soon as well. Um, it is that just that whole like she can what was it she said in an interview someone asked if there's anything she regretted not doing more in her life and and her answer to that was I regret not saying fuck more <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa that's a woman that's just saying it I don't care whether I, I love granny whether I offend my husband yeah this is the truth this is my truth right so let's read this poem out for all my sisters for everybody I just want you to have this and then we will close the session but Maya Angelou, I'm sure many of you have heard of her. She has this beautiful poem called Phenomenal Woman. So I will read it out and then we will have some last words from Yolanda and we will call it a day. This is for everyone, just to remember. 
Pretty women wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model's size. But when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally phenomenal woman. That's me. I walk into a room just as cool as you please. And to a man, the fellows stand or fall down on their knees. Then they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say it's the fire in my eyes and the flush, flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist and the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally phenomenal woman. That is me. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say. It's in the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breasts, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my head, the palm of my hand, the need of my care. Because I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me. I'll tell you what, it, 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 it almost reduces me to tears because this woman, you know, you don't know about Maya Angelou, check her out. She's been through a lot and to have that, and to share that and it's so true you see it in every shape and size it's not just women right it's everyone for sure tapped into that phenomenal energy i'm so so glad to have had you on this session today tell us whatever you'd like to tell us to sort of close what would you like to say to everybody who is actually watching this right now and listening I just want to say, don't be available for anything other than fabulosity. You know, look, dig deep into who you are. You are fabulous. And if you don't know it yet, you just have to find out. It's, it's all there. So just lean into who you are, decide what you want and create the great habits that are going to get you there. But you can be fabulous. You can feel fabulous. You can look fabulous at all ages under any circumstances. I just I'm going to set you a challenge it's just come up now and you might shoot me for this but I know you're doing public speaking and I know you're you're really wanting to get this message out and I feel like it'd be so cool to have a little presentation from you that is like in the public eye do you know what I mean like literally like just letting people know I mean we've dived into it a bit today but you just talking the whole way through and sharing your inspired challenge cheerlead and all the other little things that you've pieced together and just putting that out there because just someone watching a youtube video for example of you explaining this concept i think would make such a difference in their lives and i'm so glad my dear starseed who is awakening to being a starseed <laughs> <laughs> that you have channeled this mastery that is your mastery and remembered it in this life through the challenges of being a mom you know it was challenging circumstance that brought you to this that's what happens for star seeds we awaken through our challenges we remember our mastery 
and you just look amazing I've always been so inspired by you just your light that shines through you much more you know you put lots I've seen you wear lots of different things and they all suit you and you look great but it's the light that shines through you and in as much as even when you're pissed off and you're like I'm pissed off or where I'm feeling low or whatever it's like you own where you are and I really love that so thank you thank you Rosie Glow and I, I just love being in your presence and so fully support the amazing work that you are doing and the and the and the, the amazing people that you're surrounding yourself with and everything so thank you for being in my life and for having me on today it was a real pleasure chatting to you we, will, we haven't even met in the flesh yet can you believe I that? know it's coming it's each other energetically a long time so this is when I say if you're watching this on YouTube please come and join our star peace community on the Facebook page we are nearly at 300 I know that doesn't necessarily seem a lot but for something that's just been brewing in the background and I have every intention for it to go viral please come and join us and show your support because that's how we get this stuff out there and if you are on star peace and you haven't yet joined the Rosie Glow YouTube channel please head over there too because that's when you're subscribing to grace which is the power of revelation which allows us to have those aha moments so that we can really shift from where we are to where we want to be i'm going to leave it there i love you loads we will definitely do something else and yeah there's much more to come from everyone we're just introducing these concepts awesome (laughs) thank you so much have an amazing day Thank you. And for next week, I believe I've got Kareen on. I'm not sure. We're definitely coming into a phase of um, looking at ethical non-monogamy. This is one conversation I'm going to be having with the lovely Kareen, who's here presently. Tracy, you're very, very welcome. And you're welcome. Um, And remember, if you want to find out more, we'll put all the links up for you shortly. And yeah. Anything you particularly would like us to explore, let us know, because Star Peace is not just about the entertainment and media industry. It's about an overhaul, a concept overhaul across all dimensions of our current reality. So we shift paradigms. So I'm very committed to to bringing those different threads here and having these conversations. Loads of love for now. Last thing, sorry, it's just come through. The energy of the full moon that we just had is very much still very active and it is about re-embracing our innocence, okay? And this includes sexual innocence. There's the inner sense, think about it. Your inner sense relates to what we've been saying today. And if you allow yourself, I mean, the, the videos on YouTube, and I think it's on Starpiece as well as a, as a replay, but allow yourself to remember that we've been imprinted with ideas about who we are since we were babies, you know, how we've actually showed up whether we were greedy whether we were a good baby whether we were too much or we cried or whatever and you know all sorts of programs were put in us including shame shame about our bodies shame about our sexuality shame about natural pleasure and this is fabulosity is very much about undoing that as well Mm -hmm. so if you need a little boost please do check out the um, co-creation the world service and give yourself that gift because it will help you again to create a shift from what we've said today thank you Loads of love. Take care for now. I'll see you offline. Otherwise, we'll keep chatting.